Hi! Welcome back to the Declaration Podcast. My name is Ty DeClaire. I'd like to welcome you in to another episode of This A Week. Episode number 93. Ooh, ooh, we're getting up there. I'd like to thank Patreon. Over in the squad, we got Liam Nolan at Liam Nolan, Matt Nafe at Matt Nafe, and Boyne Antonoff at <laughs> the Antonoff. Thank you so much. Also, happy birthday, Boyne. I'm recording this on Boyne's birthday. Hope you had a great one, man. Miss you. We'll have to get you back on the show sometime. Over in the Angels, we have Chris Pierce at Chris Pierce 103. Pick up some litter today with some gloves and some tongs and maybe even a mask. Just protect yourself, but protect the environment. I'd also like to thank Mace and Tim at the Bearded Bear 95. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash the declaration online. But really, let's, let's get serious. Um, first, I'm doing this completely off the cuff. So if it doesn't make sense, that's why. It also doesn't make sense because it's 9.52 on uh, June 1st, so I'm also tired. But um, don't don't give to my Patreon this month. Give it Minnesota Freedom Fund, um, any kind of community activist groups. Put your money there right now. Um, we're, we're in a very... A very strange time in the world, but a very necessary time in the world. It's, uh, you know, this week, if you haven't been keeping up with things or and or living under a rock, um, you know, there's been some some terrible tragedies that have happened over the last week here. And it's time we do something about it. It's you. We can't ignore it. We can't look away. We can't distract ourselves we can't argue. Uh, it's the the time for arguing is over. The time for action is now. Um, you know, my my heart goes out to everyone in in the Minneapolis area and anywhere, really anywhere in the world. That because I mean, racism knows no bounds. Um, it's just a very sad time. Um, you know, we we get into it on the podcast this week. You know, me and Caleb, two white guys talking about uh, uh you know, worldly problems. I'm uh. I know we're not experts, but, um, you know, we, we definitely both have the same mindset of we don't have the answers and and we don't know what it's like to be on the other side, but our ears are open and our hearts are open and we're here to learn and listen and to do what we can. You know, previous guest of the show, friend of the show, Stefan Collenberg, he talked about privilege. He talked about um, you, you know, what we do with that privilege. Do we, do we feel bad for having the privilege or do we use it to help raise the floor of others around us and to open up those opportunities and to open up those conversations? And if you can take anything into this week, be the water that raises all the other boats, be the tide that raises, tend to the garden that you can touch. Make a difference in the world that you that you can touch today. Be nice. Speak up if, if you see injustices. Support. Love on. Donate. Whatever you can do in your community, in your families, in your city. I don't I don't know. I don't know what that answer is. But actively seek ways to help because straight up, we just gotta do something. 
and the time for talking it's it's done it's time for action so um yeah mental health wise uh it's i mean it's it's difficult to complain about uh, having a an up and down week seeing what's happening in the world right now and i think that little bit of perspective it's it's important and to know for myself is how lucky i am to be in the position that i am and again to try and use that position to to help others where i can um it's been a very stressful week it's been a very interesting week uh i can't share all the news so um it's all good things but um you know a lot's been going on this week and just you know sometimes when you have these stressful weeks it just feels like you're just hanging on and uh just hang on as long as you can get to the weekend regroup and then hang on some more and just try to enjoy the moment try to take in as much as you can but uh you know working on that self-care working on going to bed on time working on eating healthy well, we finally went for a sh- uh, grocery trip went into costco loaded up came back home we have vegetables in the house things are rolling in, in the Bria and thai household so it's a good time we're um yeah just going into this week um i just wish you the best like i i got nothing more to say we say it all in the podcast um you know, if if you're coming here for a distraction from the real world, uh, unfortunately, this is not going to be the place for you. Um, you know, we're going to continue to talk about real things that are going on and and just having these real, actual conversations. Um, so this week on the show, we do have Caleb back. We talk about running. We talk about cooking. We talk about what's happening in the world right now. Uh, we just we break it down. I love Caleb. I missed Caleb. You know, seeing Caleb uh, yesterday and just. Not even be able to hug him, unfortunately, but you know, just being around him, it, it, it meant the world to me, and I can't wait to do it again. So uh, let's get to it. Have a great week. Rate, subscribe, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. For again, this week, I don't, I don't care about any of that. Just go out and, and love on someone. Go out and support someone. Go out and and be be an advocate for the change that you want to see in the world this week. Okay, I, I support you in that. I love you in that. I wish you the best in that. And let's just go out and make a difference this week. Please welcome Caleb Oliver. sure <laughs> yeah um you know i i second that tiredness um yeah hi everyone uh caleb and i ran today caleb's fast i'm out of shape <laughs> caleb how are you doing today um you know tired uh i uh i've been running as much because i've been recovering from that uh 15k that i did uh, my feet have been very sore my ankle was pretty messed up for a while so um it was only my like second or third run since I did that, uh, but it felt good. Felt good to get out there and stretch the legs. Yeah. So, fifteen k. It's the last time you were on. I think you had only maybe done a ten k at that point. So. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Walk walk us through the fifteen k. Fifteen k. 
a lot more because for the 5K, it's easy. You know, I just do 2.5 two out, 5 back. Um, but with the 15K, I had to map it out and figure out, like, a good turning around point at 7.5 kilometers. Um, and I did. And uh, I didn't stop running the entire time, which was weird. Um, I legit, for 15 straight kilometers, for an hour and 24 minutes, I just just went straight ahead and uh, a friend of mine was actually going to meet me at the halfway mo- halfway point with Gatorade um, to give me some electrolytes. And I, uh, I got there before he did. So he <laughs> was driving, he was driving past me. I think I'll be there around then. Um, and uh, I was a good five, six minutes ahead of my pace at that point. So, uh, <laughs> He was. He drove past me. and was like, "Whoa!" And then turned around and, excuse me, um, turned around and uh, and gave me the Gatorade out the window. I felt like real like Tour de France style, <laughs> out the window of the car, and I was. And then, uh, yeah, had the friends, had a, had a couple of socially distanced friends waiting at the end for me, um, which was awesome, and uh, cheered me on, and then I was crippled for well crippled but then I was uh, I was unable to walk for um for several days. Out of commission. Really into- okay. Yeah. Wrote yeah. me off. Yeah. Well that's um I mean that's a big achievement. Did you ever yeah, see good. yourself running fifteen K previous to that? Like you ever think no, you ever I, uh, no? I wrote out a caption, I can't remember where I put it. Um uh, if you told me two years ago I I was running 15k on Victoria Day weekend. I would have assumed that you meant to say that I would be drinking a 15 case on Victoria <laughs> Day weekend, um, and that seemed low. And then I said a year ago I might have laughed in your face and said, "Yeah, maybe 5k." Um, and then you know, despite all odds, went for the 15, and I've been suffering for it since. So. Yeah. I mean, I know we've talked a good bit about, you know, your running and how you got here. But I mean, what were, what was some of the prep that you did for the 15 K, whether that be formal prep or just like your routine leading up to it? Like, what was that? Like? Um, well, so I did, uh, four straight days of running. And whenever I'm doing a big run, I like to take two days off beforehand. Um, and it didn't, I didn't plan it out right. Um, because of weather, because it was raining the day I was supposed to do it. So then I did it the next day. So I had that extra rest day again. And every time I plan my rest days and then I end up having an extra one for some reason or one less for some reason, uh, where I expected to be, it was so the Saturday that I was supposed to be doing it was, I was all be honest. I was pretty depressed because I had been, you know, in my head, I was doing it that day for that long. And I was like, what if I can't do it tomorrow? You know? very stressed out uh, and then day of started my run at 11 and so I woke up at 9 30 and I just um, I just stretched and uh, and sort of meditated almost and listened to some calming music before my run um, yeah and then it's just uh, I actually had a, a good friend of mine say something something to me the night before that really really helped we were just talking about you know he's like are you nervous or anything like that and I was like nah I mean you just gotta 
put one foot in front of the other, right? And he just sent me a message that just said left foot, right foot. Mm-hmm. That was it. Left mm-hmm. foot, right foot. And then so any time I got feeling like, you know, I couldn't do it anymore, like, I, you know, it was like I just would repeat to myself in my head, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. And that's how hard it is to run, you know, just putting your left foot in front of your right foot. Vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you are able to kind of break it down to the smaller and smaller goals, right? Not, all right, let's run a 15 K in X amount of time. Not, you know, let's try and get this time for this kilometer, but just, yeah. Left foot, right foot. Like that's, that's, yeah, that's, exactly. that's, that's, that's a stop thinking about, stop thinking about, Oh, is my pace good? Or, um, am I going to have to take a walking break? Just mm-hmm. worry about putting one foot in front of the other. And then, got to kind of roll with the punches for the rest yeah and i mean easier said than done like i definitely try to do that today during our run but um yeah i mean you can't just yeah (laughs) yeah you're you're like me you expected to just jump right in you know dedicated yeah i mean i I kind of knew that I wasn't gonna do it wasn't gonna be my best run because the last couple times i've tried to run it's been like yeah, that's 2K. Yeah, that's about as far as my lungs will take me right now. So I didn't really anticipate doing great, but I was like, let's let's push it. Let's see like how far we can really go. Yeah. yeah like And like I remember at the start, like I was looking back a lot, you know, to see where you were at. Mm-hmm. And you were right on my tail for about the first maybe a kilometer, maybe like point seven kilometer. It was, then, uh, yeah, it, it was around like the one and a quarter mark that you just really took off. And I was like, yeah. man, you got some stride length. And I'm looking at my legs and I'm like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's, that's a big part of it too. But also like um, for certain types of running, like sprinting, being tall isn't, isn't an advantage, right? That's why Usain Bolt has always been such an anomaly because he's, he's, taller than a sprinter generally is generally a sprinter would be you know a little smaller a little more compact mm-hmm. um and the taller guys do like the tall slender guys do like the long distance stuff right yeah um but usain is just a you know he's a freak of nature he doesn't make he he doesn't make sense scientists literally can't figure out how he's able to move as fast as he moves it's quite fascinating really did you just slightly compare yourself to usain bolt no well i mean in a way, I was just saying that, like, you know, you say my long stride length is an advantage when it comes to long distance running, yes. But in terms of sprinting, the long stride length, I think, again, this is very poorly researched, but, like, I'm pretty sure that, you know, in sprinting, they're, they're generally smaller guys. But, yeah. yeah, I'm basically Usain Bolt. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. So, I would say it's an apt comparison. I mean, when I look at you, the first thing I think of is Usain Bolt. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it definitely makes sense. Yeah. Um, because I'm Rastaman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shouldn't let you sit in silence for a couple seconds just to, to feel the shame of that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, it's, I guess, one of the things that I missed about running was how. I guess locked in mentally you have to be to kind of to, to, to do it first, like the choice to put on some shoes, put on some things, you know, and actually get out the door that takes enough, you know, planning and prep or even just a kick in the pants to get up and go. But once you're going, it's like, okay, 
are you going to keep going? Are you going to push it? Are you like, it's the, as Joe Rogan says, the, uh, the little bitch inside can start to creep up. And, uh, yeah, mine, mine was, mine was being pretty loud on the run. (laughs) Well, mine was after, um, after you decided uh, when we went from our walk break, yeah, um, and you decided to try to out sprint me, that <laughs> fucked me completely because that's like, I don't normally go all out. Like I don't normally, excuse me, master, I gotta go all out. Um, I don't normally like you know sprint. It's normally like a, a it's a distance run, right? So to have somebody, that was the first time I'd ever really sprinted since I started running. Yeah. As soon as I saw you pass me, it was like, oh the hell no, right? And like. And then I just kicked it in. But then as soon as I passed you and I had enough of a gap that I was comfortable that you weren't going to pass me, I could barely, like, I was like hobbling. I could barely move. Yeah. I think, uh, I think after, right as we were in our walk break, you I think you said like slow ass. And I was like, okay, well, I, I got to pass him <laughs> at least once. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. You got to flex a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. No, uh, it might be, um, you know, it might be something for me to try and add in some more. Cause, uh, yeah, well, you know, like, the the calling you slow ass there, because I definitely did. And uh, um, I'm generally motivated by somebody rubbing their success in my face. Sure. So that's how I motivate other people, right? It's an easy it's strategy. Like, it's, uh, it's pretty pretty effective. him, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like the, like I was talking about with John Gabriel Pajot last time. It's like, well, obviously I need to be faster than him. Right. right now I'm not, so you'll get there. I'll get there, yeah. yeah. I'll run five K faster than an NHL forward. Yeah. You know, sub fifteen five K coming your way. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah. So um see so yeah, it's nine oh four PM and you were Yeah, cooking. we did Yeah. So what what did you cook? Oh I uh so I failed at cooking pasta. Hmm um sad face yeah like we tried to we tried to make it from scratch i've had this pasta roller that i've lugged around for three different moves i think at this point for two years i've never even pulled the thing out of the box we thought we did everything right and the pasta just completely completely just did not work so um we ended up using box like or bag of pasta my roommate had um because I was banking on our pasta being a complete success and not having to uh, to resort to box pasta. Thankfully, she had a nice little thing of bow ties. There you so go. I made a tomato and bacon pesto ties. I guess. There you go. Just a just a pantry pasta, you know, with what you got lying around. Yeah. Bria and I were scraping the absolute bottom of the barrel in terms of what we had at home for food. Like we were yep. trying to get creative. Like I've been making non pizzas for the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Like we were getting by trying to be creative, but I missed vegetables. And like my mom went on a real uh, non pizza. Mm. I got really like drove in there. Yeah. What was that? Do you do it in the toaster oven? Um, I tried to do it in the oven. I don't have a toaster. Okay. And uh, I, okay. I tried to go non directly on the rack and um like in a pan uh no like i tried to put it directly on the rack oh okay uh, the cheese melted right off of it and made a nice smoky it had a nice smoky cheese flavor yeah um (laughs) yeah i uh 
I seasoned the roommate's uh, cast iron pan today and smoked out our entire apartment. Right on. Yeah, it was awesome. But, uh, <laughs> we'll be able to use it now. I think the new goal is to do uh, cast iron pizza. Ooh, yes. Speaking mm. of pizza, are you or any of your family or anyone you know the type of people to leave a pizza box in the oven after you yes. got a meal? Okay, uh, walk, walk me through that what, line of we, thinking. We, uh, well, because it's just the best place to store it. Um, um, I, it must be a Nova Scotia thing. It's got to be a Nova Scotia thing. Um, but I remember vividly, I was, I was in my early teens. I might have been 13, 14, um, turning the oven on for my mom, not knowing there was a pizza box in there, of course. And uh, my brother having to grab like tongs and an oven mitt and hurl this flaming pizza box into the snow. Luckily, it was winter. Um, but just out our back door, just like, hey like Breaking Bad, um, but into the, into the snow pile. Yes. Snow under the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Because I did that quite recently. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be a Nova Scotian thing. It has to be. I mean, Brio's like, okay, I'm putting the pizza box in the oven. Okay. Yeah. Don't pull a Christian because our friend Christian did that exact same thing a couple months ago. And yeah, I pulled a Christian because the first thought in my mind when I turn the oven is not, oh, there's a pizza box in here. It's typically. We've now taken to, uh, we have a sticky note that uh, if there's anything in the oven, we put it on the knob Mm. so that you know to take whatever is in the oven out. But yeah, now I, uh, we've, we've all fallen victim to the pizza box in the oven. It's, it's a, it's a very common thing out this way. Yeah. I mean, at this point, just my oven is doubling as a smoker and like, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to clean that out. Yeah. I'm also scared to like do like the clean function on the oven. Cause I feel like that might just smoke out the apartment too. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a pretty reasonable thing to be scared. Of, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm at a crossroads with the oven. Um, yeah. Yeah, when you when you just kind of bounce from rental to rental, you don't really stress about the other Didn't let the landlord figure it out. Yeah. Exactly, not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're living in a pretty crazy world right now. No, we're not, man. Whatever, it's normal. Yeah. <laughs> I had to leave my house. Yeah. We're getting put down in the street. It's great times to be alive. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, just not uh, not really stoked on people at, at the moment. Like, there's a lot of good people out there, and um, yeah, well, just, and like, yeah, the I guess I guess we're going there. We're um, going there. Like, I we can't. Uh, not, I'm sorry, we can't. Not. The uh, uh, the the real internal struggle I'm having in right now is uh, with um, protesting during this time of pandemic i want to go and i want to be there and i want to be part of this action but at the same time like people are going to be packed in downtown like sardines and and i don't know it's just it's 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 a difficult time to you kind of have to figure out what you're uh what you're prioritizing here um i still am on the fence about whether i'm going to go um to anything i really want to and under any other circumstances, it wouldn't even be a question, but it seems like a huge risk to personal health. And that's, 
it's also probably exactly how they want us to feel. So I don't know. Yeah, no, you I, like, you got to make a personal choice, right? Is um, you know, where does this, where's the decision like? You know, uh, attending the protest or something like that fall in line with your family and then the health of those around you. Um, yeah, but it's just one of those things that you just can't be silent anymore. Like being yeah, exactly. silent yeah. is just, it, it's almost a part of the problem. Well, it is a part yeah, of the problem. And, and, and I'm not, you yeah. know, I'm not burying my head in the sand. I am watching mm-hmm. and listening and, and trying to educate to, to the best of my ability. Um, yeah, the, it, there's just the one, you know, the, the actual in-person protesting. I'm, I'm nervous about it, mm-hmm. right? Because I still, I still have, you know, pretty big anxiety about going into crowded places right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I'm not first in line to go get my hair cut. I'm not first in line to go out to eat at a restaurant or something at this point, right? I'm, I'm nervous of the the second wave, if you would. That's, um, that's a legitimate I'll, concern. I'll, I'll do my very best to uh, to to protest in any way I can from a point of safety. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the—I guess that's the struggle—is finding out what where that is and and what what it is that you can do. Um, I know some of my yeah. friends are are donated. I think it's the Minnesota Freedom Fund. I'll, yeah, like um, the bailout funds. Yeah, I'll stuff. I'll drop yeah. Uh, I'll drop the link for that in the show notes. Um, if, anyone, if anyone does want to donate to that cause, just you know, it's it's a conversation that we're going to have to keep having, and it, it's a necessary conversation, like. I've noticed like, you know, someone I listen to all the time, Joshua Briscoe at JB Briscoe. Um, and like even, even Madden, right. It's like when the sports things are commenting on things, one of the first reactions you get from people is stick to sports, but it's like, yeah. we, we can't just stick to sports anymore. It, we can't just be a distraction anymore. It's you ha- we have to have this conversation. Like we, we can't just skirt it around anymore. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a difficult time. And I feel for anyone who's been directly impacted by anything even close to racism. Yeah. I, I saw, um, uh, I saw something, it was, you know, sort of like cheesy word. Um, what's the word? What's the term I'm looking for? It's just kind of like grab. It was, it was very grabby. It said, uh, mm-hmm. I understand that I'll never understand, but I can stand with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's powerful because I'm a, you know, straight white man in my late twenties. Like, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I've never really, um, I've never in any way really had to worry that, you know, the color of my skin or my, uh, you know, upbringing was going mm-hmm. to, you know, negatively affect me. Yeah. You know, if, if anything, it, it's probably positively affected me in the past. Right. But I, you know, yeah. it, it's, it, I, I feel like I'm not the person to, uh, to come to for great depth and insight on, uh, on, on race issues because unfortunately, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, whoever you want to look at it, like I've been pretty, uh, yeah. pretty lucky in that, in that regard. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's kind of my attitude too, is just trying to keep my, my eyes and my ears and my heart open as much as I can right now. Just yeah, be, be an ally in any way I can, but also understand that it's, uh, yeah. it's not something I've ever been on the front lines of. Yeah. And I think um, like one of our previous guests on the show, Stefan Collenberg, we, we, we talked a bit about 
you know, biases and privilege and these things that we take into our everyday lives that, you know, we can take, you know, um, for granted. And one of the biggest things that he said was, you know, it's not about feeling bad for being white in, in a time like this. The point is to try and use that privilege to reduce that gap as much as possible to do what you can for those who can't. And that's, I guess that's my focus going forward, right? It's just trying to do what I can, trying to be open, trying to listen, trying, being willing to be wrong, right? And not going into this with preconceived um, notions or, or even uh, like thinking that I'm right or thinking that I have the answers because I, I don't and I know that. And I, I think the only way that we really get through anything we see going on right now, whether it be politically or anything like that, is just we got to listen to each other. And we got to understand where people are coming from and we have to have these uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're absolutely uncomfortable conversations. And I find myself uh, today, especially, you know, scrolling through my Instagram feed or something like that, and then ending up in, in tears um, because it's, it's horrible. It's tragic. Um, I, I, I can't even, and again, I understand that I'll never understand. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope that, uh, you know, something, po- something positive, you know, as, or as close to positive can come from, from such a, a tragic, uh, situation. And if anybody, um, has yet to watch, uh, killer Mike's video mm-hmm. where he addressed the people of Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, Killer Mike is just one of the greatest activists in mm-hmm. the United States currently. Um, he's an absolutely, absolutely brilliant and and very uh, level-headed um, individual. Uh, and uh, you know, he's the son of an Atlanta City policeman, and uh, he's you know, mm-hmm. he, he's he's also got a great show on Netflix called Trigger Warning, um, which will also make you know, any of my fellow um, straight white men feel really guilty about our privilege um, because it is a, uh, and I wish I could, you know, hand over some of it <laughs> at least. Yeah. But, you know, if you, you're coming here for uh, in-depth um, talks on, on racial issues to two white guys jammering back and forth aren't really going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Please reach out to killer Mike. Uh, he makes dope music and dope statements. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I guess just RTJ the RTJ album coming. Can't wait for that. Hey. Yeah. Okay. I should ask you before this. I'll say one thing and then we'll, we'll dismount. Um, I think probably the closest thing that I could relate to is that, you know, I've never really had a fear of going outside my house a fear of going to a public space, a fear for my own safety until this coronavirus situation. Yeah. And I think that pales in comparison to what many people of color have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And yeah, I don't want to say that I was ignorant to it, but I think it's just, it, it's illuminated so much that it's hard to ignore anymore. Yeah. In the, in the past couple of days, it's gotten a lot more obvious to me how how much better i do have it right like and like i'll give you um i i in the past have become pretty famous for uh for irish exiting or ghosting from while downtown at the bar with friends right Mm -hmm. and i've walked an hour plus home just by myself on my own drunkenly stumbling home 
Um, and and now thinking back to it, it's like, man, would I would that have been as as easy a walk, mm. you know, just from downtown stumbling home drunk? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I didn't expect to go here with you, Ty, but I guess we couldn't have avoided it, eh? Yeah, no, and I think that's the thing. I don't know how much I have to offer or how much more I can add to the conversation that's currently going on, but I, I'm done. Uh, it's not that I was actively ignoring it, but I'm done not talking about it. Yeah, you know, and I've, it's 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 a horrible, unfortunate, uncomfortable conversation that we each need to have. Yeah, a lot right now. Yeah. But it's also an opportunity to try and find a new way forward. And I think that's kind of a big theme of the show is just like, man, we all go through difficult days and we all have stresses that come up in our day to day. And if we can do something about those things personally, then we can do those for ourselves, but also if we can do something for other people, um, that's obviously the goal. So in any way that you can reach out, be an ally, do what you can. Um, You'll be the best ally you can be, right? Yeah, exactly. Really all we can do right now. Speaking of a good ally, um, yeah. So you uh, you hopped on my train of listening just to run the jewels during a run. How did you how how'd you find that? <laughs> yeah. Speaking speaking of Killer Mike, you're yeah. the king of the segue there. Um, oh, try, try. try. Um, yeah. No, it's good. It's uh, run the jewels already a big part of my uh, my gym slash running playlist anyway. So mm-hmm. to to do exclusively run the jewels today was not uh, was not too much of a stretch for me. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to. So it's the 31st. So we got it's on the fifth that it comes out, the new album. So I guess we're getting it on Friday, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Um, been been waiting a long time for that one. Uh, yeah, love Run the Jewels. Um, it's it, it it was Run the Jewels was really my uh, my leg day music when mm-hmm. I when gyms existed when I was allowed to do that sort of thing. It was great for uh, you know leg press, deadlift, uh, squats. I found it was you know, a good upbeat, but it's also good. It's also good for cardio because you can kind of, the, the beats are really strong. So you can kind of match your run to the beats some of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely in my like top five most played artists right now is uh, run the jewels for good reason. Yeah. 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 We got a hell of a discography. Yeah. So, um, what's, uh, give us like a meal of the week. What should the people make this week? <laughs> meal of the week. Yeah, give it to uh, I feel like you've given me a segment here with the meal of the week. Oh yeah, um, you're you're getting running bits. We got to get like a theme song. We're gonna we're gonna get everything going here eventually. <laughs> uh, can't wait for the uh, the the race talks with Caleb. Yeah, fun <laughs> little fun little slide. Um, I don't know, man. Go make an egg sandwich. Mm. That's uh, that's one of my favorite meals in the world. I've got all the ingredients to do it. My roommate actually just uh, figured out how to make a real bit of bread um, and had some of it as the uh, as the garlic bread for our pasta tonight. Um, she just she's figuring out bread, and mm. uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and make a uh, make a nice egg sandwich on that tomorrow mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what, what goes into the bread egg? instead of just toasting it? Yeah, it's like what goes into that egg, Sammy? Because I mean, you can take that a thousand ways. I mean, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty regular. I feel like I've already described this on the show. I'm a pretty regular guy when it comes to an egg sandwich. You know, give me some bacon, give me some egg, give me a nice old cheddar. 
Um, and what I'm doing when I have the ingredients is just doing a quick little saute of uh, a little bit of white onion, a little bit of uh, mushroom. Just get that nice and fried up. And you know, maybe make yourself a nice spicy mayo. Mm. Uh, some sriracha, some garlic powder, some onion powder, you know, mix it up. Great breakfast. High in carbs, high in uh, high in protein with the two eggs. Mm-hmm. It'll do you. That's fair. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's equally as delicious first thing in the morning or uh, as a as a supper. Um, I do love a fried egg, Sammy. I, yeah, you know, you know me. You know I love yeah. breakfast. Breakfast yeah. will always be my uh, my go to meal. Yeah. Breakfast or pasta. <laughs> and frying the bread in the bacon fat is like a top five move. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I've been not doing that as much, um, you know, because of the calories. But, uh, but yeah, just doing the bread, uh, you know, buttering it face down, so much better than toasting it. If you're, if you're already using the frying pan, if the frying pan's a, just keep in action, maybe pan. it's, maybe it's got a little bit of that, a uh, little bit of that there uh, onion or or uh, or mushroom flavor mm-hmm. still left in the pan mm-hmm. when you put her down. Get her nice and fried up. That onion flavor is gonna go, uh, gonna go right into the, uh, right into the bread there. Hell yeah! That was my uh, Bradleyone impression. If you know uh, Bon Appetit at all, oh. if any well, of your listeners know. know Bon Appetit. Yeah, about seven of them got that reference. So good on you. <laughs> um, all right, I man. Love them. They're my favorites. What's uh, what's one tip you have for a satisfying and healthy life? Ah, jeez, I just feel like I just said this. Yep. Um. Ah, one tip for a satisfying and healthy life. You'd think I'd be ready for these by now. I think mm-hmm. half the time I am ready. Um, all right. So my, my new, my thing currently, um, is taking, taking like one day a week to just kind of make yourself feel special right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's, it's my Friday night. I order, uh, I either get a sandwich from the deli down the street or I get a fried chicken sandwich from, uh, from my friends over at chicken chop shout mm. out. Mm. Um, oh, chicken and chop I just kind of make, just kind of make my day, you know, one day a week is my special day and that's Friday for me. Um, so, you know, went, uh, and played tennis with a friend cause we're allowed to do that sort of thing now. And, you know, had myself a nice high calorie, high fat meal with some fried chicken and, uh, I had a couple beverages and just pretended the world wasn't on fire. <laughs> Treat yourself. Yes. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Exactly. I love it. A lot of my tips can be boiled down to just uh, treat yourself. I mean, it's, it's good because we can get lost in that. Right. And yeah. I mean, first and foremost, there's nothing wrong with a chicken chop, uh, poutine, chicken chop, Sammy, whatever you're going for. Uh, they I'm, actually I'm, had, it was my, uh, it was my favorite sandwich that they do this, this week was the uh, the Korean barbecue sandwich. Oh, good, good, oh boy! Oh. oh man! Any Halifax listeners? Next time they throw that up, go get it. Yeah, I stand for for chicken chop. Yeah, hundred percent. They're at their holiday poutine. Mm. Mm. Oh bueno! Oh yeah, I guess the listeners can't see my. No, so I don't even know. What He's doing the white power symbol, actually. The uh, yeah, the white power. The, the okay, that was, yeah. I don't know how that started, but we're not going back down that rabbit trail. So yeah, they, exactly. Um, That's a great way to get back on that. On yeah, that. right. Um, all right. Where can the people find you online? Uh, 
at Caleb from Canada. Mm-hmm. The rest of it's on there. There um, you go. I mean, I'm pretty sure the only people who are still listening when they see Caleb Oliver number five are either new or uh, or the like one fan that I have out there. I think uh, Bearded Bear ninety five. Yeah, he's and, a big fan. And shout outs to Caleb's mom. Or sorry, oh, love you. Sorry, the yeah Bearded Bear. There you go. There you go. Big ups to Mason. Uh, all right, what are you, what are you grateful yeah. for, real quick? I'm grateful I got to see you today, Aww. big time. Oh, shucks. Um, it's been that was probably since we met. That was the longest it's been since we we mm-hmm. interacted in person. So uh, yeah, I was very very happy to do that today from a safe distance, of course. Yeah. Uh, if the uh, the police are listening to this, yeah, yeah, we, uh, we maintained the safe distance. Yeah, no allegedly even. We just did. We uh we we, yeah, we kept the distance. Which, which you of all people know that's a that's a struggle for oh. a boy. Man, I I was just I was wanting the hug the whole time and then I got sweaty <laughs> and then I I felt okay about not hugging you. But <laughs> you think yeah. sweat'll stop me. You don't know me at all. Oh god. Oh god. All right, man. <laughs> I I love you. Stay safe. We'll uh, hop on here. Well, given our track record, I guess I don't know. Friday, but we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think we made it two weeks this time. Let's see if we can push for three. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right, buddy. Love you. Have a good one.